Welcome back to the Levity Zone. I would like to introduce you to a new creative voice in the zone, Hugo Ferrand, an esoteric rap exile from the UK who now calls Australia his home. Teaming with fellow UK artist DJ Treats, a whimsical world band dubbed the Magic Dragon, and PhD historian and musician Giordano Nani, they co-created Juice Rap News, a ship of the spoken word that pilots us through a cosmos of ideas. Hugo's own journeys have taken him afar, even featuring Mr. Julian Assange in a rap news telling of the 2010 launch of WikiLeaks Iraq Warlocks. I was personally moved by Hugo and Treat's performance at the Rainbow Serpent Festival, deep among the gum trees of Victoria, Australia and I'm thrilled to now bring you Hugo's Ode to Ishtar from his SoundCloud collection. Many are blind to her magic, but I, lonely pilgrim, ride in out of the dust clouds. Wrecked from the trek, in the saddle I'm slumped down. It's sundown, an orange orb at my back casts a silhouette as I purposefully stalk past the domes and past minarets. The monasteries, the spires of the churches, the cathedrals, the casinos, the bonfires, the hearses, the circuses, the businesses, the shrines, the workers, the statues, the avenues, the finite circuits to arrive further towards the sight which inspires my higher purpose, an altar before which I falter before falling in divine service. None of the teachings of the preachers effectively entered my mind's furnace, nor did any wealth tempt me more seductively than this siren's urgings. But some ignore her magic. This goddess lightly purring with feline grace and strokable fur which resulted in one of her many names. And many are the men who have attempted to tame this lioness which resides twixt the legs of their lover's frame. All in vain, for the flames that burn within her are hot enough to leave any sword melted, any lance burnt to cinders, and any proud knight that charges into her gets cooked and turned to ashes within the very suit of metal his ego wore to protect his limbs, cause this holy grail, this overflowing cup, has caused crusades, Trojan wars, games of thrones to go erupt. As misguided men saw the overwhelming potency of such a goddess and wanted her so much, they were totally overwhelmed with lust, and they couldn't see it was magic. Having observed the potential of their own corrupt insanity to kick in, many men saw the awesome force of this matriarchal vision. Its power had been wielded unconsciously thus far by women, but men then colluded to create patriarchal religion, a spiritual control system designed for limiting, hunting down, humiliating, killing and reversing this lustful tide of indiscipline and use asceticism and threatening internal damnation in fires of hell again to usurp and curb worship of my goddess, the divine feminine. But 
this crass misinterpretation of the subject, this rank hijacking and twisting of the natural energy that lust is, a fiery force that once it's repressed has to emerge in some substance, else it leads to burning witches, burkas on women, and priests who fuck kids. Because it's a powerful magic. And it cannot be suppressed, so this pilgrim doesn't attempt to. Nor does he succumb to the fire on the other end of the spectrum. The buzzing swarm of content on the net which bombards the unwary with videos of barely aware or respectful erections penetrating the inner sanctum of Ishtar with nary a shred of tenderness. These two extremes threaten to encroach on the will of any pilgrim. But if he is able to maintain and be instilled with the vision and navigate between these two perils of Scylla and Charybdis, he will stand before the holy edifice like this pilgrim and bear witness. As with breathless ease I descend to my knees and stare, finally arrived in the lair, I can kneel in prayer as two bended knees form the two steeples in the air of the only cathedral of which I'll ever need to be aware. And many insist that it's not magic. Incomprehensible the timeless vortex of truth that this goddess's eye all-seeing views. She's been worshipped since time immemorial too. Before we saw the light of the orb of the moon, before the sunlight formed into view, when we still recalled the time we all crawled forth from the primordial soup. Throughout, she's provided a profound praxis, enshrouding and resounding through a boundless axis. And no matter how lost I get in the stress lines my brow is mapped with, I can drown and reincarnate again and again, navigating north, south, up, down and backwards, following the wispy cotton candy trails over the oceans of her cloud atlas. But some still can't see that it's magic. And no matter where I've gone in the day, I'm back home in the evening. No matter how many boardrooms I go to for meetings, no matter where I roam, what I'm seeking, in the half-light of the dawn draws me towards her aroma that's sweetening. I, lonely pilgrim, nuzzle into the folds of Elysium, breathe in with glistening nose like a golden retriever, then begin to lap in her lap with the hunger awoken with fever, delicately exploring this knowing delirium. This goddess rescues me from my dark chasm. Any temptation I have to succumb to the numbness of sarcasm is remediated immediately with every morsel of charged plasm as gasps and hand grasps grow into vast spasms. And they still claim that she's not magic, even as the atoms of our fibers become one system. She accepts me as fool and makes me magician. She, high priestess, becomes empress high above us, while I, emperor, become hierophant, and we entwine as lovers, gripping the reins of this chariot, filling adjustments turnings. We are absorbed in reflection for a momentous moment, just as hermits, filling the churning of the wheel of fortune, dust to dust, civilizations to ashes and back again, lust to lust. I am hanged man, forlorn, awaiting the death of death, le petit mort, she is art, and we detect the devil's 
breath as the tower we've built is increasingly charged but is struck down before its height reaches the star the tower falls but the star is what we soon become as one by one we ascend through moon and sun beyond judgment into the vastness of the eon she woman i snake in the universe the garden of eden and as we come to the edge of this precipice in one holy moment i ascend to this reverence for a single macrosecond of tenderness which stretches and gives me a glimpse of the infinite for this is the portal and all mammalian life was sent from it from this world which is itself a nurturing fertile crescent and imbued with such a gift such a beautiful musical climactic dramatic pageant how can anyone look at this temple and say that it's not magic My recent retelling of the story of the Mystery School at Eleusis in Podcast 30 harkens back to a time before the smashing of magical temples and their replacement by the inferior culture of churches. Hugo takes us back further to Mesopotamia's spring goddess Ishtar, in which he is a grateful pilgrim in search of the divine feminine and our collective rejuvenation from Mother Nature herself. So, welcome Hugo and friends to the Zone.